Welcome back to another episode of Rambling with Nick. And today I'm going to be talking about uh, myself again. Why not? It's my podcast. I can talk about myself if I want. Yeah. And so uh, those that have never listened to my podcast, uh, you're in for a treat. I'm going to sit here for the for the entire ride home and talk about something I feel like talking about. And uh, in this second episode of Rambling with Nick, I'll be discussing creative endeavors, right? So um, that's the topic. Uh, in fact, that might be the episode title, Creative Endeavors. I like it. Let's go with it. Episode two, Creative Endeavors. Welcome to the show. Uh, my name's Nick and I'm in Columbus, Ohio right now um, from mid-Michigan area and I, uh, I'm i a creative professional and I just kind of want to speak to the, the history of my the history of my experience as a creative professional in the field of video production so um, as far back as I can recall, I've been interested in filmmaking and movies. You know, I've, I grew up watching TV shows and movies and became very fond of them. I started making my own. When I got into middle school and I had to start thinking about a career, the only interest that I had was filmmaking and video production. So I started researching video production and stuff like that. And, uh, and I started to started to learn about shooting and editing videos. And uh, then continued to do that in high school um, through broadcasting class. And then we had a video production class which started off in my sophomore year. And so I was very involved with that. Um, and I made short films, you know. And, and so basically I taught myself how to, how to edit, you know, in linear editing with uh, VCRs and such. And then you know, slowly I, I got a, uh, started to learn non-linear editing, which, you know, which, which back then, whew, I'm trying to think, I think we used, I, I used Avid for a period, but then I also used an old, I'm talking uh, of Premiere, and I'm talking like version 1.5 or something, you know, it was like a very primitive non-linear editing software um, I'm trying to think oh, man there were some you know, Media 100 is another like proprietary like turnkey non-linear editing system that I you know that I cut my teeth on um, and uh, and anyway so I, I really uh, you know in college I studied video production and with a focus on post-production and so I was forced to 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 study non-linear and then also do some edits, you know, using a reel-to-reel system, uh, antiquated technology that I was forced to learn in order to get a degree. It's completely ridiculous, but uh, but I think at the end of the day, it does kind of speak to a help. It lends itself to the sensibilities that I have now. I, um, you know, when it comes to the foundation of my editing chops, but. I digress. Video editing is what I did. So, you know, from a very, very, very early point, um, even when we're, when I'm talking two VCRs together, I was trying to find ways to, to do special effects and 
superimposed graphics and uh, add different kind of text on screen and stuff like that. And early on, it was like coming up with uh, with a very primitive character generator so I could add text on screen. And then eventually, um, you know, I could do colored star wipes and um, I could superimpose like high contrast images on screen, which is which is cool and fun. And uh, you know, I guess I guess what this kind of evolved into eventually is is motion graphics, you know. And so uh, when I got more into more heavy into uh, nonlinear editing and specifically in filmmaking, I always tried to do as many special effects as I, as I could, you know? So as I'm crafting, as I'm learning the craft of post-production, right, of video editing, I'm also learning motion graphics. I mean, and I, I was terrible at it. And I, I'd say from the years of 1996 to 2006, I was terrible at it. <laughs> You know, it didn't. It wasn't more than animating PNGs with transparencies. You know, um, you know, scaling, animating, scaling keyframes. You know, those kind of things. Like, you know, and, and occasionally, if I wanted to get fancy, I would layer up elements and really zoom in and um, modify these keyframe parameters, like, in, you know, intensely or what I thought was intensely to do some cool stuff, but it wasn't until, it wasn't until, um, I had a job opportunity that came up like around 2008 ish that I really started to, to focus my energy on not just post-production, not just editing, but actually on motion design. So that's when I actually learned, um, after effects, but man, prior to that, I really spent some time learning uh, a piece of antiquated software called Motion, Apple Motion, and it went along with uh, Final Cut. You know, I, I always, um, as well as studying post-production, I always did it professionally, like for quite a long time, since early on. So, uh, Motion was okay, it was fine, but I never really loved it. I was not not a fan of it. I used it begrudgingly as I as I. Uh, you know, as required, only because it was far better than Final Cut Pro to do some like more advanced animations. But I never really um, mastered it, and I never really, really fell in love with it uh, like I did After Effects. And After Effects, um, uh, you know, I studied After Effects for for ten years after that, and I continue today to study After Effects. Um, I started using it professionally around 2009, and I still use it professionally today um, and personally. I use it almost on a daily basis, definitely five to six days a week, if not seven days a week, I use After Effects. Um, and I, I love motion graphics. I love special effects. Um, I love animation. You know, somewhere along the lines, I got into 2D animation and back in the like early aughts, uh, what that meant was breaking down PSDs into various layers and then keyframing key those layers um, in Final Cut Pro or eventually in After Effects and Premiere, you know, to, to make animations, to animate, you know, 
to make cartoons, I guess, primitive cartoons. Um, yeah, and then let's see. I'm trying to think of where this where this is going. So 2D animation is where this is leading. So yeah, so not just motion graphics, but now 2D animation. Like you create characters in 2D space and animate them. And I've done that a lot of different ways. You know, eventually I learned to do it in Illustrator. Uh, which is nice because I can convert those paths in in After Effects and then animate those paths, which makes for a pretty smooth character animation that I really like. Um, More recently for 2D animation, I've been using Adobe Character Animator. It helps a lot, especially with, like, uh, with, you know, uh, utilizing, like, facial recognition software and and stuff like that to to help with um, like mouthing and speaking animation it's really sweet it, like it cuts animate mouth animation for uh for like vocal syncing cuts that time down a huge amount you know cuts it down like at least in half if not three quarters it's crazy um but yeah and then somewhere along the lines of doing motion graphics, 2D animation, and video editing, and of course video production. Uh, Somewhere along the lines, uh, I started to research 3D animation. Now this really came came into play in my life uh, when I I started a job that had Cinema 4D. And so, you know, I I was actually hired to to be a video editor, a post-production specialist. You know, I did a little bit of motion graphics and animation, primarily did editing. Um, but I saw th- Cinema 4D, which, for those that don't know, is 3D animation software. So I wanted to jump in and learn it. And so here's the deal. So if you've never used a 3D animator before, when you hop into Cinema 4D, it's intimidating. It's overwhelming. It was for me anyways. And it was not, it was very unlike, you know, any of the editors that I'd used in the past. And I really didn't understand the viewport or how to do modeling you know, I, I, but I was, I was super impressed with the ability of Cinema 4D. Like, you know, um, I watched a bunch of tutorials and, you know, did a couple cool projects, but you know, even watching tutorials back then and, in you know, uh, like say 2009 ish, 2010 ish watching tutorials back then, I couldn't get through a 15 minute tutorial because I would have to pause it every 30 seconds and then do a separate search in a different tab on how to, you know, how to, how to, what's the shortcut to do this loop cut that, you know, that the, uh, that the tutorial is recommending. So I didn't fully understand it. You know, I couldn't grasp it. So I, I, I tried though for a couple months, I gave it a valiant effort and I just continued to struggle with it. And I, and I you know, I could do simple things like 3d text, but I could never really push it to the next level like I wanted to. So I took a break from Cinema 4D and I picked up Blender, which is a open source freeware and it's awesome. It's very powerful and um, you know, I've I've seen again I as I the more I learned about it, the more I really loved it. And there was something about the physics engine that I really enjoyed like you could make cloth textures and bouncing balls and uh, like liquid textures very easily in Blender. Whereas in cinema, you needed to purchase plugins and, or be like an expert with the software in order to achieve these kind of things. Um, But again, just the dynamics. Like I remember one of the early first projects I ever made in Blender, I took this, um, 
I, I made a bunch of cylinders and then I made a, a, a sphere and I rolled the sphere and, and it gained momentum and it bumped into the cylinders and knocked them over. And then, you know, just to get more dynamic, I added a cloth that dropped, you know, from out of the frame, dropped it. Uh, in on top of the fallen cylinders and it drapes over top of them um, and it's really cool like the simulation technology that or whatever the you know the, the the process of simulation in blender was awesome and I loved it and I fell in love with it and I was able to find tutorials online um, and I worked through a ton of tutorials I worked in blender for probably six to eight months and I felt like I got a really strong base of understanding for 3d software you know at least like i understood the fundamentals of 3d animation um from there you know, i shifted back i shifted back say 2011 to cinema 4d and and at that point i was able to do some more complex animations just because that 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 the fundamentals that i learned in blender transferred over one-to-one now the buttons might be in a different location, the shortcuts are in a different location, but but it's the same process in Cinema 4D as it is in Blender, right? So, uh, so, so I was able to pick, when I picked up Cinema 4D for the second time, I was able to, to learn things a lot quicker and navigate the software a little bit easier. Um, so yeah, so I continued to use 3D animation software in a couple projects here and there over the years. I tried to sneak it in and integrate it into projects as much as possible. Um, but I, I would always like brick wall, you know, I would always run into some kind of constraints, either the soft, my, uh, you know, my hardware was not fast enough to do more complex rendering, which now in retrospect is probably because I was not aware of how to uh, optimize my modeling and, and my output and those kind of things. And I didn't know how to customize the render engine properly and those kind of things. But, you know, at any rate, I really couldn't do these cool Pixar animations like I wanted to do. And, um, and work at the time wasn't really calling for a lot of 3D animation. So I stepped away from it in, in a way. Um, again, I always tried to lean on it wherever I could, which if that even meant integrating 3D text into projects or like 3D icons or like any kind of, you know, I don't know. There's a, a, a hundred times I must have taken a logo uh, vector of a logo and converted it into a path, taken it, imported it into uh, Cinema 4D and then extrude it. So now we have a 3D you know, logo, which we can add lights to and rotate a camera around and all that stuff. Anyways, I digress. 3D animation um, uh, was a passion of mine that got put on the back burner so that I could focus more on a uh, 2D animation, motion graphics and video editing. And of course, video production um, until recently that is. And a few months ago, my love for 3D animation bubbled back up to the top and I picked up Blender again. So um, today is August the 21st, and I'd say, oh, since early July, I've been uh, studying Blender again. And right now I'm in a great, like, I'm in a great routine of, of using Blender every day. Every single day I use Blender, uh, six to seven days a week. And that's, in my opinion, that's the only way to like to increase my personally for me that's the only way that I can improve my skill set is just to continuously use 
Blender day after day, do new tutorials, do try to make projects without following any tutorials and incorporate, uh, incorporate like different tricks and tips that I learned along the way and, uh, different techniques. Um, so yeah, so I've really been studying 3d modeling in Blender. Um, also 3d texturing, shading, sculpting, um, a little bit of animation and motion, a lot of camera movements, uh, like just parenting and like all the different modifiers are really great. I really enjoy the texturing and um, like shader nodes are really interesting. You know, like I'm becoming familiar uh, with the shader options as far as shader nodes. There, there's a lot <laughs> and I, I don't fully understand them all. But, you know, I found when I get in there um, and start to make my own custom textures with nodes, I, I you know, I'm, I know what I want to use, you know, and I don't always know how to how to find it. <laughs> but um, yeah. But thankfully, there's there's great tutorials out there. I know Blender Guru is the t tutorial site that I first followed. And I made his donut and I made his chair and I made his anvil. And he had another tutorial for, uh, for a couch. Um, I feel like I might be missing one. But anyways, I, f I did all those series and is very thorough tutorials. Um, so if you're interested in learning Blender, check out Blender Guru. Download Blender for free and get to work. Um, so again, my, uh, that's a little bit of my history as a filmmaker, video production specialist, video editor, mo des motion designer, MoGraft animator, 2D animator, 3D modeler, and animator. And that's a little bit about me. Thanks for listening to Ramblings with Nick. Enjoy your weekend. And suck it easy. <laughs>